Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast with your host, Aoife O'Brien. The podcast for anyone who wants to be happier at work. We spend so much of our time at work. Everyone deserves to be happier at work. On today's podcast, I speak with Stephen Downey from Our Mindful Moments. And Stephen shares his story about how he got into mindfulness, how to recognise the signs of burnout, what tips and tools people can use to incorporate mindfulness into their everyday lives. He also shares about his journey to TEDx, which is quite an interesting story in itself. He shares what makes him happier at work as well. And my conversation with Stephen went on for a long time. I probably could have stayed chatting to him all day. And I really hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. So let's get started. Welcome, Stephen, to the Happier at Work podcast. Do you want to give our listeners a little bit about your background? Uh, hi, it's absolutely great to be here. Uh, my name is Stephen Downey and I run a site called Our Mindful Moments, which was uh, created just to help people celebrate those little moments in life. Brilliant. It's a really great initiative. And I saw that you have, and I'm very jealous of this, 23,000 followers already. Yeah, I am. Um... I, I think it was he. I, I started about five, six years ago when Facebook algorithms were a bit nicer. So if, if something got shared and some of my stuff got shared by some very, very big sites, and um, I don't know if you know Stephen Akinson and uh, Selected Consciousness, and if you had a very big kind of positive, mi- uh, positive mindset kind of sites for sharing my my uh, posts, and uh, I just I gained a lot of traction then. I've uh, I can rest assured I've, I've had. Well, I think I hit twenty thousand about three years ago, so it, it, it it's not grown as exponentially as it did at the start. But uh, no, it's it's a nice community, and uh, we're we're all very happy. Still a great achievement, brilliant. So, do you want to give me a little bit of background of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I worked in, I've worked in IT as a consultant for I'd say it's, it's coming up close to twenty years now, and um, so I've. I think over those years I've always been into kind of a positive mindset and that but um, I I just I, my, my job has always been a, a very high pressure and kind of stressful type job and I, I noticed early on in my career that the way I, I would approach situations uh, I, I was a type of stressful type of person and that culminated in a few things happened in work and I had to do something about it and that's where I became, I came in got into mindfulness uh, really to help myself from a stress management point of view and but it's been life-changing it obviously has great so can you explain a little bit more about what mindfulness is I had a great conversation with a friend of mine recently um about this seminar that I had attended and she said wow Aoife that's that sounds just like mindfulness and you know, you really need to do a course in mindfulness. I think it would be really good, be really beneficial. But I always thought as mindfulness as being in the present moment and meditation, sort of some sort of a combination of that. Can you explain a little bit more yeah. about what it means to you? And you've you hit two the nails on the head. Um, one one thing is just being in the present moment. There's, there's an awful lot of times when we are anxious and we're ruminating and we're overthinking and we're thinking about things that happened before or the, the anxiety is building up and we're, and we're trying to predict the future, trying to work out what's going to happen in the future. And what mindfulness does is, is it tries to uh, bring you back to the physical, to when we're meditating, we, we bring it back to our breath and to physical things that are happening right now in this moment and to try and ground yourself back. In doing so, you're building a muscle within your brain to just 
get back from all those distractions in life um, like our, our brain is it's naturally programmed just to overthink things and to ruminate on things but when we practice mindfulness and it doesn't even have to be a formal meditation every single day it can be just simple actions about checking in with yourself and I have uh, reminders that I set during the day for things like the, the time 11-11 that I stop and I check in with myself and I see how am I doing right now because there's so many times in the day we might see a friend and we'll say how, how are you but we don't stop and say that to ourselves. we don't stop and say how are you doing Stephen how are you feeling right now and it's all about checking in with yourself and mindfulness is it's it, it, it like the the meditation builds that muscle to be aware and to to aware of how we are but one major core thing about it is that it's it's non-judgmental that if you are in a really bad mood and things are not are come getting on top of you that you're accepting where you are right now and you're not trying to predict the future or trying to change anything from that I really, really like that approach, especially this whole idea of reminders and like just checking in with ourselves of like, how are you doing today, Aoife? And really thinking about that. Um, I've started getting into practice of doing meditations every day. And that, I think, has just made me more aware about being in this present moment. I do have a tendency to overthink things, to ruminate on bad things that happen and kind of put my successes down to um you know oh that's yeah that's just another achievement and let's move on to the next thing and then when things don't go so well then I do have a tendency to ruminate and I found that I've really improved a lot on that in the last number of of, well I was going to say in the last number of years probably in the last number of years but most especially in the last year or so I would say I've really improved on that yeah it's it's like it's a muscle you have to build up and i think one thing that changed for me a lot is i I set a lot of big goals and we mentioned earlier about um i kind of i try to set like small little tasks trying to get get the way all the way to that goal but i found um along a journey that i've been on for the last two or three years that um when i've had a lot of rejections i turned it from being a goal into a journey and just enjoying that journey that's bringing me along so if something's not going the way that i thought it might go what's the opportunity what is this teach what is this situation teaching me and where will i go from here so it, it always makes it exciting and it's going to say well i thought my ticket was booked for paris but i'm actually going to barcelona you know yeah. what, what, what can happen in barcelona yeah so. i really like that approach so there's a couple of things that i noticed within that it's this whole concept around failure and rejection I listened to a great podcast recently where they talked about um, this lady wanted to become a stand-up comedian and uh, she or she was a stand-up comedian and she was trying to make it big in comedy writing and she set herself a task of getting I think it was a hundred no's over the course of a year um, so she set herself this goal I want to get a hundred no's um, she's going to submit her work into all these different Uh, stations and um, to try and get 100 no's and if you think about it you're like why would she try and go for 100 no's because if she gets 100 no's there's going to be some yeses in there yeah so she ended up exceeding her target so she got more no's than what she had intended to but she also got way more yeses and it's such an interesting way to kind of flip it and say okay what can I do here to to make this kind of more of a game I suppose and thinking about how can I how can I get out of my own way how can I overcome myself to be like yeah forget it let's just move on from that rejection 
That's it. And it's, it's all about reframing that situation. Yeah. That, um, sometimes we, get, we can get very stuck in the outcome. And this is one other thing from mindfulness is that um, you're not focused on purely on what the outcome is from it. And you're, deta- you're detaching yourself really from, from the outcome and you're accepting whatever comes. And uh, that's, that's a brilliant way of putting it. It's actually, it reminds me of, um, I know, a, a public speaker there uh, called Pat Dively, who I've done a lot of personal development work with in the past. And for the first year that he wanted to get up and speak, he set a goal of 100 talks. And he didn't know, mind where those talks were. He just wanted to get out and just practice, practice, practice. And in that time, he said he talked from anywhere from companies to conferences. And even there was a, a ladies' club in the back shed of someone's house that he, he ended up one time. But every single one of them was an experience along the way. And it was something that got him on his journey. And it's it's about setting those goals. And like it's, it's not about one be all or end all you know it's it's, it's about that long journey that's exactly it yeah. and as our friend Colm O'Brien has he yeah. says you win or you learn and that's, that's the, the other the kind of second point I wanted to pick up on yeah. what you mentioned earlier it's about this learning process and it's it's looking at you know it's not failure it's degrees of success and what can you learn from yeah. the mistakes that you've made but also what can you what what are the good things that you can take from it what are the things that you did well yeah. and what can you take the next time you go to approach whatever that goal is um yeah Absolutely. and it, it's something actually that i'm really really happy i'm seeing in the last few years is that people have changed this mindset from getting up there and trying something if it doesn't work it's failure and it's gone that a lot of people are approaching this mindset of what will i learn let's give it a go and let and what will i learn like i i think if i if i look back on on my career and i've i've worked in a lot a lot of um companies because i i worked as a as a contractor so i moved around a lot of companies but when you're there you you kind of have this fear that right we have this um this task or this project we're working on and if this doesn't go this could be the end of it this is my career everyone no one will want to hire me again and i think you you talk an awful lot about the imposter syndrome and i i've seen it so many times back in in my career where we kind of have this fear of failure and the fear that if we're like like you say if we're gonna we feel like we're gonna get found out at some point even though we have all this experience behind us and we we know we're doing stuff from a a positive point of view and uh we still have have this fear that kicks in yeah it's it's such a funny thing isn't it and like if I was thinking of hiring someone like I would actually nearly be inclined to hire the person who's made the mistake because what can you learn from something that's been successful and oftentimes you don't take time to appreciate what you did well you don't really know why your project was successful but if you have a project that you know let's call it quote unquote failed or that didn't go according to plan what is it you know you're you'll probably dive right into that project to really understand what happened. You know, what did we do well? Because then we can give ourselves a pat on the back for that. But what are the areas where we need to grow and develop? So it's those people who've had those experiences that probably have more to bring to the table than the people who've just been successful. That's it. They say, uh, yeah, from experience, it's all about the experience you're bringing and not just the, the positive projects, but it's learning and what we bring to it exactly that's it yeah um so Stephen, do you want to talk about mindfulness in your own life yeah um so i i was actually explaining um i'll, I'll tell you how I, how I got into mindfulness and uh it's an interesting story because um i was working at the time with uh with an airline and um i was i think i was working on simultaneously three different projects happening at the time and 
I am a perfectionist and I can see this is from my early career where I kind of wanted stuff to happen a certain way and you could I could see I felt I, I think at the time I, was, I looked at it and I was like I could see trains come together and other in my opinion every, nobody could see that if you do this wrong that's going to affect this that's going to affect that and I had one of these days where everything was going wrong but I was jumping between projects trying to help people and I could just feel something was wrong I didn't feel right at all and um, I sat down uh, I kind of felt kind of lightheaded and I sat down and I said no something's not right here so I, I said I said to my manager I said listen I have to go home not feeling too well and um, at the time actually we worked in it was a maintenance office that, uh, it was like a mezzanine floor look out onto the aircraft actually that came in for maintenance and I opened the door a gust of wind kind of hit me in the face and I collapsed and I just didn't know what was wrong. I just didn't feel right at all. And uh, to a long story short, um, I we were airside, so they had to they couldn't get an ambulance in a time. Oh god! Um, so I I kind of I, I was sitting there for I'd say about twenty minutes or so when a, there was a paramedic came. And I I didn't realize what was happening outside, but I I left to go to hospital get checked out. And uh, outside my office where I'm working, and uh, this way I have no shame anymore after events like this. But there was an ambulance, there was a fire brigade, and I. There could have been a, a cop car. I don't remember if there was a, there's a, there's a treaty meeting, but basically what happened was the, the nearest paramedics were in the um, the fire brigade that was close enough, so they sent the fire brigade as well as an ambulance over. But uh, anyway, when, when I got checked out, no, the only thing that was wrong with me was that I was stressed. I was having a physical reaction to an emotional event. Wow. And in that evening, I, I came home and um, I said to myself, listen, the, the reaction that I was having to those events and wanting to control them in that situation couldn't, it couldn't continue. I had to do something about it. So I looked up stress management and uh, then I found a course called the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Course. And uh, for anyone familiar with Mindfulness, it's an, an eight-week Mindfulness course that uh, a lot of people uh, have done at this stage uh, in Mindfulness. And it started the following, more, or the following evening and uh, so I rang secretly at a place on it. The lady in the shop said, "Listen, um, it's starting tonight. I think there might be a place or two, but just just turn up and you can have a chat with uh, the instructor." And uh, so I very sheepishly came down to to it. Uh, it wasn't too far; it was about ten minutes from my house. I opened the door and I, I got chat. I got there early to to chat to him, and he kind of looked at me, going, um, "This has all happened yesterday." Uh, okay. Well, listen, sit here. You might be a bit raw now for this, but. But I stuck with it, and um, I stuck with the, the eight-week course. And ever since then, I've been practicing mindfulness. And that was about six, seven years ago. And um, it's amazing. I think I think things happen for a reason. And uh, I had to I had to really get into that uh, into mindfulness at the time. Uh, I know we talked about there was a life event uh, that happened uh, about six months later, and uh, unfortunately, my my brother passed away in a car accident. And uh, it was a very stressful time, but I found that I was able to draw on parts of mindfulness uh, to help you that. Um, things like trying to accept the situation as it was, not trying to change it, and um, just trying to be with my emotions. And now it's, it's been a very long journey, and I've had some ups and some extreme downs after that. And uh, But I think mindfulness is always something that I've always used to ground me and get me back um, to who I am and and just my core values and what what really within the workplace or in my own personal life and what what I can bring to the world. Yeah, yeah, that's such an interesting story. How this build up of stress 
just manifested itself as you know it, it, it yeah. manifested itself into the physical I did and actually at the time I thought I was actually having a stroke uh, when I went to talk and it happened in the ambulance happened when I went into um, the into the emergency room as well that it was like my, my jaw was moving but nothing was coming out and I, t- I t- physically something in my body was telling me you need to stop what you're doing right now and um that's yeah so it's 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 amazing the, the physical uh, effect of it but sure. absolutely and that, that's that, what started me on this journey i was going to say so that sort of kick-started you into this whole mindfulness journey yeah absolutely uh, and so i think i like i over over the years like it, it's kind of grown and grown and i kind of they always say that you um when the student is ready the teacher will appear and I think I was ready at that point. Yeah. That's when I, I really wanted to learn about it. And um, yeah, so so that's 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 been the, the last few years. Kind yeah. of, I've, I've been kind of building building that on the side. Um, and uh, and yeah. Stephen, were there any clues up until that point that you were just you know that you had this stress going on, or were you just not paying I, too much attention to it, or like what you know? I I think I was probably ignoring it. Okay. Um, like I I knew that like. I, I could I could see like you have those physical sensations you have your 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 um, heart rate kind of um, increasing you have your your kind of you feeling sweats and you know that anxiety is building up inside but I I, I kind of I realized when when I could see other people on my team that were not reacting in the same way as I was reacting to situations around them as in like if like a project was was going in a certain way they were kind of oh yeah grand but we'll be able to do this eventually and. Whereas I was, no, no, if we do that, that's going to go wrong. And I think it, it could be from, because I'm a, a computer programmer and a, a lot of us are very uh, logical type brain where we, we're thinking in, in a logical type way that sometimes it's hard to, to break away from that. And I think mindfulness has, has really changed changed the way I approach life and yeah. the way I approach things now. Yeah. Um, but like, like it's, it's, an, it's not always up and down. Like I, I, there was there's another time, actually a, a couple of years later in work, um, I was at, after my brother passed away. There was there was a court action, and uh, we went through a very long process um, because the the person that caused the accident was con- eventually convicted of dangerous driving, causing death. And it was a, a really emotional time that was drawn out over a, a good eight nine months. And I also changed work at the time, and um, I had been doing an awful lot of running, and I was injured. So I always call this part of my life the the, the perfect storm when all my what I call coping mechanisms were kind of come thrown out the window and um I felt very, very trapped at that time and um, unfortunately I um I had a bit of a breakdown and I had to I had to step back. But I, again I think you, you asked kind of was I ignoring the signs. I knew all those signs were there. I just think I wasn't putting the tools in place to to build up towards it. Like I like now that um I have such, built up such a toolbox. Like like recently, something something else happened, and I could actually see those things happening. But I was able to put the the, the work in place to talk to the people I need to talk to, give me space, um, and then give myself space to process it. Because some, sometimes I think a lot of a lot of workplace related stress can happen from trying to fight and um, stop. Like if you're in, on an emotional level, if you're if you feel like it's getting too much and you're, you're trying to stop it from that but sometimes we have to just be with it and be with that and give us ourselves space to kind of deal with it and and uh, process it yeah 
No, that makes that makes an awful lot of sense. I suppose I'm coming at it from the perspective of how do people recognize the signs or, you know, how, you know, are you kind of getting in your own way when you're ignoring it or you're not deliberately ignoring it, but you're just you don't realize that that you should be paying more attention to what your body is telling you and things like that. So what what can people do to recognize the signs in advance? I, I think this is all about checking in with yourself, you know, it's, and I'd say over that period, I would have stopped those practices of checking back in with myself and see how am I doing. And I think when we, when we kind of, even like, it, it's like, it only takes 20, 30 seconds, just take it, take a breath in, take it and just see where am I right now. And in doing so, you, you'll, you'll know pretty well, like, am, am I reacting the way I should be reacting? And, and am I feeling more pressure than I should? And, it's i think it's about just just yeah just checking in with yourself in those, in those times and um, there's like there, there's some fantastic um meditations out there and there's one if uh, people look up from uh, mark and i have a book on the shelf so i can actually check his name but i can't see it there um but it's called the three three minute breathing exercise and it's all about just checking in with yourself checking in with your your physical self so you're breathing are you breathing down straight into your belly or is it very high up how are you actually feeling in your physical body? Uh, how are you thinking? And then to expand that out to your outer body and what you're feeling about the environment around you. And it only takes about three minutes and it's a great way for just checking in with yourself. And there's loads of tools now that I have that I can put into practice uh, when when I do feel like t- t- I'm, I'm not in alignment with myself. Yeah. It's, um, it's like they say, when your mind, your body and your thoughts uh, are all in alignment and sometimes they just they get shifted aside and uh, we need to just step back and, and realign them I really like that idea because I haven't heard of it before so your mind your body and yeah. your thoughts should be in alignment great yeah it's um, I was actually I think it was actually at the TEDx talk last year uh, that uh, I saw that um, there was a, it was a guy talking and, and he was exchanged through a lot of tragedy but I have to get the exact quote because actually it is, it is a great quote yeah um, just about yeah about it. But uh, yeah, it's because there's many times where we're we're too much in our head and we're just thinking, thinking, thinking. And what happened uh, actually after um, that tragedy happened with my family, that I got really into running and into the physical self, and I was pushing my body and to places like it's like that. She's like it's amazing achievements, but I wasn't dealing all with all the stuff in my head either and so it's it's a, i think it's about having that kind of alignment between the, the different parts of your body and just trying to uh, give them all their their own little space yeah absolutely so i'd love to touch on the tools in just a minute but something that you said yeah. sparked something in me where i've recently started doing body scan and yeah. just the power of doing that where you focus on a particular area of your body and become really aware of it and how it feels in the yeah. present moment what's going on what sort of mood do you feel in that area yeah. is there any sensations or any pain happening that you don't notice if you don't actually pay attention and that's well, something yeah. that's that has hugely benefited me it is like i love body scans it's like I, for anyone familiar with body scans, the, the idea basically is that that you you might lie down if you if you're not physically able to lie down, you might sit in a seat, but that you're you're literally just bringing attention to different parts of your body. So you might start with your your little toes and just to feel your little toes, and you're you're bringing awareness to all the different parts of your body, and it's amazing. Uh, um, I think uh, there's a guy, a meditation teacher that I was on a retreat with this year called David G, and he's amazing, amazing. But he's done a lot of research 
into body scans and bringing an awareness into your body in the parts. And I think it's, they say you do it for, I think it's 60 days, that you will actually make a difference to your brain activity and the parts of your brain that um, become aware. And uh, so it's, 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 you can actually you can do amazing things with body scans. Wow. So, uh, one, of, one of my favorite meditations. Brilliant. And so are there any other tools that you can share with listeners? Um, I think like the main thing is really just bringing awareness and just just being able to step back um, from your situation. Just give yourself time to breathe. Um, but the biggest tool that I have put into place is talking and just letting people know if you're not feeling to, uh, up to it, talk to people. Let yeah. them know. Um, I think one, one of the biggest fears I've had in, in careers in the past is where you're working in a position and you're afraid to tell people how you really feel it's like we have we all put up this wall of this is who i am when i'm working or this line and it's it's about bringing that alignment into your life and i know we both know uh, amanda delaney a lot uh, very well from yeah. Canada, we will and amanda often talks about being the same person who is up on stage talking the person who is at home bringing the kids to school the person that is doing any type of work and if you are that same type of person all the way through you have, you have nothing ever to hide and that honesty can come and if you're not feeling 100% you can talk to people and I think talking it's it's priceless you know it's, it's, it's about sharing exactly how you feel that's it and it's it's really it's bringing your whole authentic self to work it's not hiding any part of yourself it's it's being true yeah. to yourself and working in an environment where that's acceptable yeah. and being okay to be vulnerable as well yeah. because that's i mean that's kind of a hot topic at the moment is being able to and it, it's how much courage it takes to show that vulnerability as well especially in a work situation absolutely and it's like sometimes we have this fear that everybody has this certain opinion but the amount of times um i've talked uh, about openly about my own mental health about uh, how how i am doing that I through that vulnerability I've allowed other people to um to say things that they never would have said and it's I've been surprised by the type of people that have approached me privately and said listen that talk you did really resonated with me and these are the type of people that I would have had on a pedestal I would have said like geez they are really with it they have it together but we never know what somebody else is going through and that person you may fear uh, being vulnerable towards and kind of saying listen, I don't have that done, but this is why, that sometimes they're going through something themselves, yeah. you know, and um, I think when, when we, it's just about allowing that vulnerability to give people, other people permission to be vulnerable themselves. That's, so. that's it, exactly. So we, ha- we kind of walk around with these fears and everyone has it. You fear about what other people are going to think and what other people are going to say and how other people are going to judge you. But the reality is when you show that level of vulnerability, you actually access a different part within that person. And, you know, the the empathy starts then to show and you really start to connect with other people, human to human, rather than just, you know, kind of, I don't want to say robot to robot, but colleague to colleague might be better than robot to robot. But yes, connecting as on on the human level rather than, you know, it's people who are doing the work at the end of the day, you know. It's something that really changed my life that um, I I now go through life looking for new connections. I love just meeting people and just making like each day, I, like I get a, qu- a quick story about um, 
when I used to work at the airport and every day we used to go for lunch in the same place um, close to the airport. We just grab a sandwich, but we'd always have fun and a bit of banter just between the three of us with the, the people who worked there, some lovely, lovely people. But um, recently, actually, just started this year, I was in Carrigan Shannon on the course and one of the last days we were in a coffee shop and I walked past the girl and I just got in like, I know her from somewhere, but I don't know how. But anyway, I sat down to have my lunch and a few minutes later, this girl walks around the corner and she goes, do you mind if I talk to you for a second? And I said, yeah. She goes, did you work in the airport? And I said, yeah, I did. And she goes, I used to serve you your sandwich every day. And with that, her face just lit up because that girl had been working in the sandwich bar for a few years. And since then, now this is, I, I worked in the airport about four or five years ago. And she'd start, she'd moved to Cargan Shannon. She'd got married. She'd built her own business and she was just so elated to share her story with me. But this was just someone I bought my sandwich from. But by opening up, not looking on my phone when I'm uh, when I'm in a shop, just opening up and just chatting with people and just building those connections. I think that human connection is what life is about. It's about just connecting with people on a human level and just just sharing your, your, your stories and your passion. And I was so proud of... It was like... She felt that oh, here's someone from my old life back in Dublin. Look at look at me now. Like I'm, and she was just so proud, and I was so happy for her. So um, it's just like life is just about connections. It's about yeah. all those people. That's connection is one of my uh, one of my core values. I have to say, I absolutely love connecting with people. Um, you know that human to human thing. Uh, I like connecting the dots, finding meaning in things. You know that's just that's that's what makes me tick. I suppose, yeah. for want of a better word. Um, so, Stephen, exciting times ahead for you. You are uh, about to do a TEDx talk. So do you want to yes. talk me through the kind of the journey towards well, that? Yeah. Um, so not long after, actually, um, I had that, uh, what I call my, my perfect storm. Uh, that happened about March or May. And I take a, a few months off and just just kind of realign myself. And I was back in work and that November... I went to, um, I've always followed TEDx, I've always been excited and, and everyone is, is um, everybody loves those TEDx stories and they're all inspired by, by them. And um, so I went to, to a TEDx event in what in uh, Tala, in the Civic Theatre, and I was so bowled away by, I knew some of the speakers were coming up and I knew some of the stories, but it was the people with personal stories and it was, like we talked about that vulnerability, that I kind of left there and I said to myself, I think my story might be to help someone and it's always been a powerful thing for me that uh, because my brother passed away in such a tragic way and the way it happened we could have a lot of hate about it we like we could really have a lot of anger and I've kind of approached a life where I want to make something positive so I decided there and then that I wanted to be a public speaker the only problem was I had no experience I had no idea how to do it um, I didn't know what to do so um, so I mulled over. It must have been, I'd say, a couple of weeks. And um, about two, three weeks later, I, I decided to just get that story in my head, just to write it all down on paper. And after I did that, I approached someone from uh, from that TEDx event, and I said, listen, I'd love to speak there next year. And he said, listen, that's really, really good. Uh, and he told me about the process for next year. And and then I said, and then a, a while later, I was, um, I don't know what I was doing. I'm, I was looking at someone on Facebook, and something triggered with um there was a, a TEDx uh, speaker I've always followed called Jerry Duffy and he has a story about um 
Robert is sitting on the wall. Two of them decide to leave. And how many are there? And how many are left? And the answer is three are left. Because they only thought about it. They never took action. And when I saw that that day, I said, right, I'm taking action. So I'm writing a letter to Jerry. And that day I, I wrote uh, an email and I explained, I explained why I wanted to share my story. And didn't expect to hear anything of it. But uh, lo and behold, Jerry got back to me with one nine. And it said, what's your phone number? So I had a, an amazing phone call where, now I was, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I look back now actually at um, some of my first ever talk, that, that, that actual talk and it's so different to where I was now. But when I talked to Jerry, he believed in my story and he believed that I would get to where I was and um, where I wanted to be. So that set me on a journey and uh, each day and I would take an action. I actually, I, I don't know if you call it an obsession with TEDx, but every single day I literally had a reminder to say, what could you do today to get you to TEDx? And it came up on my phone every single day. And that could be a practice, that could be making contact with someone, that could be the smallest or the biggest action, but it was always about taking a small little action. And um, along that journey, I joined Toastmasters. And Toastmasters for me has been an amazing place um, my my talk is it's an extremely emotional talk um, I talk about times in my life which I would have really struggled to talk publicly with and uh, in my first ever uh, speech in Toastmasters I broke down crying and I spent about two or three minutes trying to recover myself from my talk but the difference was I did it in a safe place I did it in a place where Afterwards, everyone was so proud that the, 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 we all get feedback after each talk in Toastmasters. And what they all said, one, one word came away too, was brave. Brave to just get up there and share your story. And I think for me to get to where I have been now as uh, a selected to talk at TEDx, it's been a journey of just stepping stones and just building on that confidence way. But doing it in a safe place where I wasn't afraid to fail. And it all goes back to what we were talking earlier on. But like, so many people in life are afraid to take actions and they have to push themselves out because they're afraid of it going wrong. Whereas I knew that any time I tried something, I was doing it in a place where it was safe. So now, um, two years later, and um, i say at least nine rejection letters, um, <laughs> I've been selected. I, like, I, I applied to every TEDx event in Ireland. Uh, Galway, Wexford, actually no, not Wexford, it wasn't on then, uh, but Drogheda, Dunleary, um, TEDx had a move to Ballyroman Library and that's, I applied there last year and each time I got rejected but each time I thought of it as a journey as like I said I'm, I'm not now I'm not going to this one but I'm going to another one and I'm going to meet new people I'm going to meet new connections and I was able to grow and grow and grow and and it, I, I built a talk which I just hope it will it will help people in their dark times um, my, my talk surrounds um, a journey that I went on and it's um it was all about just finding those simple moments in life it wasn't the action the 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 actions and the moments that helped me most weren't those big big days the the big things in life it was all just opening my eyes to what i still had and uh, a lot of people practice gratitude each day and i think it's gratitude for life that makes successful people um there's so many people that are obsessed with trying to get to the next level trying to get to this trying to get, move on and when are you going to be happy? You know, 
like it's I, I really feel in life that we have to be happy in what we're doing right now no matter what situation we're in we can't get to that next level we can't get to that we, like it's I remember Pat Tiffany talking about it um, when you're you're trying to drop uh, six pounds and you're trying to do over three months and you're going to the gym every single day and you're miserable and you're miserable you're hating it but you're losing weight and you're miserable and you're miserable and you get to that three month and you get in the scales and you got it but what did you get in that journey what did you get over those three months like you have to enjoy the journey you have to enjoy that step all the way so so tomorrow night uh, yeah I'm talking sorry I went on a big tangent there <laughs> but um, tomorrow night yeah I'm I'm going to be sharing my story at TEDx and um it's 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 an excitement but like, like for me it's it's just a stepping stone it's going to open doors to um to another journey and um i've already been approached by so many people that to talk at tedx and um like i'd love to be able to help people like that and just say just to enjoy their journey and just to get that story out because we all have a story inside us now you mightn't think much of it but you could change someone's life by sharing that story you never know the difference you can make to somebody thanks so much Stephen there is so much that I want to say about that you said that you went off on a tangent but I was just glued to everything that you were saying Um, I'm so fascinated by this whole idea of stepping stones because I am so guilty of reaching for the stars you know kind of taking these giant leaps towards things and oftentimes it works out which is really really great but I've recently learned to just kind of formulate habits in my everyday. So it's not this big goal. The goal is, is it even a goal? I don't, I'm trying to kind of articulate exactly what I, it is, I, but I, it's... I, it's I, I, I say it's a direction. Yeah. It's a direction that you want to go yeah, towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really nice way to put it. And you're only going in that direction by the actions that you're taking today. And that's what you're controlling. You know, I don't have control whether I will get accepted on a, a TEDx talk, which I would love to do, by the way, if anyone's yeah. listening. Um, I, But I, you know, it's the stuff that I'm doing every day to get me more towards that place. It's the confidence in speaking. It's doing interviews. It's standing up, delivering talks, that kind of thing. And it's what I'm putting myself out there for to do every day. You mentioned about being happy where you are and being grateful. I absolutely love that because, again, I'm so guilty of what's next. What can I go for? And sometimes I forget to just sit and say, I actually really like where I live. I'm really grateful for my family. I'm really grateful for where I am in life. I'm really grateful for my friends and just practicing that gratitude. And Oprah says, you know, she'll say things like, be grateful for the things that you have in your life because that's what's going to show up. If you focus on the things that you don't have, you're going to get more of that. Yeah. And it's where, what is uh, it What uh, is it they say? Where the mind goes, the energy flows or... That's it. Yeah. I, I always say the laws of attraction work in many ways. And if you are concentrating purely on what you don't have, you'll attract what you don't have. Exactly, you know? yeah. You'll have more of that. Where I think gratitude for what you do have and visualisation is... Um, like I'm... I kind of touch there on the laws of attraction, but like I firmly believe in the laws of attraction from, there's there's a few elements to it. And it's probably something, I don't know if you want to talk about the laws of attraction, but it's it, the number one thing is that you visualize and you purely believe that, that you are already there. Um, I've, I, I've talked actually. Was, was is that the, the whole idea of living as if? 
living as if as, 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 and like like my talk I'm doing tomorrow night um, I've practiced that so many times but I've also practiced it visually looking at that audience and standing on that stage so when I go back up there tomorrow night I've done that I've, I, I, I've already been up there and I've already uh, talked that so it knocks a lot of nerves out of it as well that you, you know that you're already there but then it's, it's for me believing you're there but the number one thing that a lot of people don't do when it comes to the laws of attraction is taking action yes that they feel that I can't get from A to Z because and Z is the end goal but they forget that there's 24 letters in between there and you can take a small action each day so your action might be just to take it, send an email you know your action might be just to go on a course where you want to find out how can I be a better public speaker your action might be where can I go to practice your action might be what uh, can I talk to in a school to just build, build my, my ability and uh, your action might be just taking up, picking up the phone the, the next day but it's all about making sure that you are taking actions in that direction that you want to go and uh, yeah yeah it's kind of the opposite of you know you can't think your way into success you have to actually take some actions to back up what you want to achieve Um, the other point I just wanted to pick up on there was was so interesting as well about sharing your story and you know people think oh but no one wants to hear what I have to say it's like no someone out there needs to hear exactly the journey that you've been on how you've got to where you are how you've overcome obstacles in your life whatever it might be someone needs to hear your story Absolutely. Everyone has and a story it, to share. It's made. I, I, um, I'm studying to teach mindfulness at the moment, and um, but two weeks ago we were on our, our in our weekend retreat, and uh, we were all opening up and, and talking, and I was talking about a difficult time that I've been going through recently, and um, our teacher Jane, she's amazing, and uh, they say that um, the lily will not grow without the mud, um, so the idea is that in like. In everyone's dark times and dark stories, there's a lesson and there's something that you're learning. And you can't grow. It's like it's like the meta, the metaphor, the, the butterfly. We can't grow into what we're meant to be without those dark times. But even though it might be behind you and those dark times might have happened, somebody else is either approaching it or they're in that dark time. And what you have learned and uh, might be able to help someone. And it, it, it changed my journey totally, actually, when... Um, when I shared my story originally with a few people and um, like uh, originally if I'm honest I was sharing it as a a way to get a lot of it off my chest and um, for me to kind of justify kind of stuff what was happening at the time but as I shared that story and I saw the reaction I had to other people like my one of the elements of my story is where I talk about a moment that we captured um, a few years ago and what turned out to be um, our last ever family photo but I never appreciated at the time how important that was and when I shared that there was a lady that had lost her brother 15 I think it was 10 or 15 years before and after listening to my talk her reaction was to find that photo and now where she was kind of she had kind of a lot of sadness and she missed her brother now she was celebrating that moment with her brother you know the way and I just feel so strongly about like not regretting things that happened in the past but celebrate them you know celebrate those little moments and that changed my story because then I realised that it wasn't for me anymore that it was a learning for the people and any course you ever do in public speaking they'll teach you that it's never about you it's about the audience and it's about what that person can get so you're just a conduit 
you're just you're just helping that person to take from what your story is and bring it into their own life and into what can help them so it's a it's a magical experience yeah that's such a touching story Stephen thanks so much for sharing that I would I would add to the this whole concept of you know the lily growing from the mud not only that but I think the dark times help you to appreciate the times when things are going a little bit better because if everything just went well all the time you would have you know that would just be kind of the normal but in having darker times you learn to appreciate when things actually are going really well that's it and but even at that when you are going through a dark time and you're constantly practicing gratitude you're not ignoring those dark times but you're you're opening up to what you still have yeah you're opening up to to all those great things around you absolutely Um, and it's so easy to slip into the negative thought patterns when you are having a rough time that you forget to to kind of appreciate the things that are going well and the, the people that you have in your life or whatever that might be yeah brilliant that's yeah that's great thanks so much yeah. it was really great chatting to you i uh, really enjoyed it i have one more question for you which is the question we asked to all of the um all of the podcast guests here and that is what makes you happier at work what makes me happier at work um do you know what it's connections um I remember when I remember it's actually when I was going through a really hard time and I was actually I was in a job where I wasn't happy and I had to look at why wasn't I happy you know and it was because I didn't have connections with the people around me and um, like it's like I did, I'm very very lucky that the um, the position that I'm in at the moment that there's just lovely people around me and we just have a great connection and uh, we a good few belly laughs and it's it, it, it's a busy project it's probably one of the busiest I've been on but it's it's those connections that we have with people and uh, yeah brilliant I love it absolutely love that so that was Stephen Downey from Our Mindful Moments and I really hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did Uh, I had a really great time chatting with Stephen And the key points that he made were around not ignoring the signs. So oftentimes we know in ourselves, we can tell within our bodies that we are heading towards burnout, but yet we push on through. And I suppose it's considering like, why is it that we actually do that? And if we know that we're going to burn out, what can we do about it? So he shared some really um, interesting tips and tricks. So it's about checking in with yourself. So like that, your body often knows when you're heading towards burnout or when you're feeling particularly stressed. It's about being able to recognize those signs, even taking three minutes to do an exercise, to touch base with yourself, whether that's a body scan or whatever it might be. Uh, I loved what he said about the mind, body and thoughts being in alignment. It's all about our awareness and having that courage to actually speak to someone else about what you're going through really about that power of vulnerability so you know it's vulnerability is not showing that you're weak it's more showing that you're strong you're strong enough to be able to ask for help because I know something I struggle with as well is asking for help um he mentioned Jerry Duffy as well so if you haven't heard of Jerry Duffy definitely worth checking him out and his journey towards TEDx so a journey which I hope I'm on myself as well it's about It's about taking action. So what actions are you taking every day to help you move in that direction? 
I loved what he said as well about gratitude, about being happy now. It's not about being happy when I'm successful, quote unquote, whatever success means to you. When I lose weight, when I, when I, whatever, insert whatever you want there. It's really about being happy with who you are and where you are right now. It really enjoyed what we said about the goals versus directions. So taking those small steps in the direction of your goals Um and also about sharing your story. So you never know the effect that your words are going to have on someone else, even if it's if even if it's that's just one person. It's always really, really important to share your story because no doubt someone needs to hear it. And I really, really liked what he said about connections as well. So really having those powerful connections, especially in the work. I really, really, uh, really, really liked that. So I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting to Stephen and thank you for tuning in. Stephen shared about how to get in touch with him. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so through my website, which is empowermentcoaching.ie. Since this podcast has been recorded, Stephen has done his TEDx talk and and the video of his TEDx talk is now available on YouTube. So I will share the link in the show notes for you to check that out. Definitely worth checking out. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Happier at Work podcast with Aoife O'Brien. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review the podcast.